What's up everyone? Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday morning online Water's Edge worship experience. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today's our Christmas online service, man. We hope you're getting ready for the holidays and we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We hope you have great holidays. For those of you that continue to share these links, these services with your friends and family online, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for sharing this. We hope it's very helpful to the people that you love and we hope it's very helpful to you. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. You've helped us love more people and help more people and serve more people and feed more people. This past food pantry that we had just this past week, we fed over 1,200 people with Miss Kelly and her team. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for your generosity. It helps us become a blessing to this city. So over the past couple of weeks, we've been in this Christmas series entitled Light It Up. And if you're just joining us today, I've been telling our church over the past couple of weeks that in this series, I don't really want to talk to you as a pastor or a preacher or a teacher or some sort of professional holy man. But today and over the next couple of weeks, I really just want to talk to you as a brother and as a friend, because in this series, as we go throughout the holiday season, we've been talking about real life, real life issues and real life feelings, real life adversities, real life struggles, real life emotions, real life victories that we all face and that we all deal with. And for some of us right now, we're going through this time of year, the holiday season, and it's a very happy time for people. It's a very joyful time for them. It's a very peaceful time for them and exciting time for them. People are going to have engagements. People are going to have parties. People are going to have get-togethers. People are going to be with their family. And then for other people who are listening to this right now, your holiday season is going to be filled with struggle and stress and fear and anxiety. Maybe you're alone for the first time. Maybe you're missing someone this holiday season, and we understand that sometimes this can be a very painful time. And so sometimes, like I told you last week, sometimes it's good to worship with your brothers and sisters and not process all of that in a religious way, but process all of that in a very real life way. And that's something that our church has always been about. We want to help you in your real life. We don't want to just be some sort of religious institution that gives you a bunch of information and facts about God and about the Bible that doesn't help you in your real life. We want this to be ministry and ministry is help and help ministry is when you help people in their real everyday daily life. And so in this series, we're talking about real life issues and we want to process all of that with our brothers and sisters, those of us that love each other and love God. Over 2,000 years ago, the world was filled with war, violence, oppression, struggle under the rule of greedy empires. And in the center of all of that pain and darkness, one of the reasons why we celebrate Christmas 2,000 years ago, in the center of all of that struggle and chaos, hope was born, peace was born, forgiveness was born, second chances were born, purpose was born, salvation was born, significance was born, Jesus was born. And it just reminded me of life. It reminded me of my life and your life and how sometimes our life can be filled with disappointment. Our life can be filled with uncertainty and pain. And in the center of all that, God can still show up. In the center of our darkness, in the center of our confusion, in the center of our exhaustion, in the center of our questions, God can still move. God can still show up and give us peace and determination and hope and a new beginning. And all of that begins to shine and glimmer through the darkness. And so welcome to our Christmas service and welcome to week three of Light It Up. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. When I was a little boy, 
I don't know, I guess I was probably around four or five years old. It was right before my little brother Ryan was born, and I'm six years older than him, so I wasn't very old at all. It was Christmas time, and my mom and my dad always made it a big deal for for us, for our family at Christmas time. Man, they went all out. I have some of the best memories of my life because of my parents at Christmas time. They always made sure that it was extremely special. But on this certain Christmas, I was really worried because someone had told me just a few days before that if I was a bad boy, that my name was going to be put on the naughty list and Santa and his reindeer and their gifts were not going to show up to my house. And so I told my dad, I said, Dad, I'm nervous. I said, I'm nervous that Santa's not going to come to our house and give me any presents, and I need to talk to Santa. I was telling my dad, I ne- you, you need to get me in touch with Santa. I need to talk to Santa so I can explain to him that I'm a really good kid, but sometimes I do bad things. If you can imagine a four-year-old trying to tell his daddy that. I was so worked up. No Santa for me. No Christmas for me. No presents for me. No cookies for me. Santa's not going to show up because I wiped a booger on a kid at my daycare and made him throw up. And because of that, my daycare teacher said I was a bad kid and Santa was going to put me on the naughty list if I didn't behave. And so my Christmas is over, Dad. It is over because of that booger. But my dad had his way of helping me believe that Santa was going to show up on Christmas night. And he told me this. He says, Tony, I bet if you pay real close attention tonight, it was Christmas Eve. He said, I bet if you pay real close attention tonight on Christmas Eve when you're falling asleep, that you can hear Santa and his sled and his reindeer land on our roof to come down our chimney and bring you presents. And so, man, I got in bed early. At this time, uh, me and my older brother Darren were sharing a bedroom, and so, man, we got in bed like 8 o'clock while we wanted to get ready for Santa to come and bring us Christmas presents. So we laid down at 8 o'clock, and about three hours later, 11 o'clock, I'm dozing off, and I hear something on our roof. I hear footsteps going back and forth, back and forth, and my eyes got big, four-year-old little boy, eyes real big. And I looked at my brother. I said, Darren, I think Santa and his reindeer's on our roof. And my older brother said, yeah, he sure is, buddy. Let's go to sleep so we can wake up early tomorrow and see what he brought us. And that's what we did, and it was great. But looking back on that Christmas night, my dad knew exactly what to do to help me believe that Santa was going to show up for Christmas. And to be honest with you, sometimes I think that our relationship with God can be the same way. Sometimes I think that our relationship with Jesus can be very similar because God knows that sometimes in our life we can lose our strength. We can lose our strength to fight against this pain. We can lose our strength to fight against this sadness, this depression, this loneliness, this temptation. We can lose our strength to have this inner determination in our heart to rise up and fight. But once you let Jesus take a hold of you, he's never going to let go of you. He's never going to leave you even in our worst moments and even in our weakest moments. And so I guess today I really just want to share more of a devotion with you for our Christmas service from my heart. And this is why, and I want you to remember this first point today, and this is what it is. Jesus doesn't just call us to believe in him, but he also wants us to believe in the life that's possible for us to live as we follow him. And to be honest with you, I have been through some things in my life that are extremely challenging and scary and stressful and heartbreaking and dark. I have been through painful, painful times in my life. And in those times, just to be honest with you, I never really had trouble or a problem believing in God. But I would then, and I still do at times, have a difficult time believing that I can survive and overcome some of the disappointments and some of the adversities in my life because of my faith in God. And we see this all throughout the narrative in the text. Notice what Paul says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. 
So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Faith, the belief that you can rise up and survive and recover from this temptation, from my past, from this trial, from this storm, from this rejection, from this family disaster, from this heartache, from this disappointment, from this pain, comes from hearing and believing the good news that Jesus has to say about your life. It becomes from hearing it over and over and over again. And once you let that sink into your heart, then your belief just gets bigger and bigger. The good news of love, the good news of grace, the good news of forgiveness, second chances and purpose about your life. Faith comes from hearing these things that Jesus has to say about your life. But that also means this as well. And remember this today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Discouragement, fear, and giving up comes from hearing the bad news that this world says about your life. And this is what the world says. You're not strong enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not holy enough. You're not godly enough. You're not smart enough. You're not significant enough. You're not strong enough. All lies that don't come from God. None of that comes from God. They come from this world and people in your life who are hurting. And all they know is how to hurt other people. If you hear something bad and negative long enough about your life, you start to believe it. And so faith or belief comes from hearing the good news of what Jesus Christ has to say about your life. But we can so easily, we can so easily lose our determination, can't we? We can so easily lose our love and our faith and our resolve, can't we? When all we hear is the bad news, it's so easy to lose it. The world is angry. God is patient. Listen to him. The world is unforgiving. God is gracious. The world is bitter. God is merciful. The world is selfish. God is generous. The world judges and condemns. God restores and redeems. Listen to him. Don't listen to the world. Faith comes from hearing. What word are you listening to? What are you allowing your heart to hear? What the world says about you or what Jesus, the God of love, says about you? We even see this in the Christmas story. And I love this part in the Christmas story. Notice how the Gospel of Matthew describes it in Matthew chapter 1, start in verse 18, 18 through 21. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, and so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Think about the situation that Joseph is in. Mary comes to him right before they get married and tells him this devastating story that crushes him and confuses him. His bride to be is a virgin, but now she's pregnant by the Spirit of God for the Son of God. This is very troubling news. And so notice what God does for him. Is God going to rebuke him because he struggled to believe? Is God going to punish him or judge him or chastise him because Joseph struggled to believe? No, none of that. Notice verse 20. As he considered this, as he was doubting all of this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people 
from their sins. Something that we see all throughout the scripture and right here in the Christmas story is this. Sometimes you and I have a hard time believing, not necessarily believing in Jesus, but believing in the strength that Jesus can give us, but having faith in the power and the significance and the perseverance and the determination that we can find in our relationship with Jesus Christ so we can rise up and overcome whatever adversity we're facing. Sometimes adversity doesn't cause us to not believe in God, but sometimes adversity will strip away our belief that as we walk with God, we can overcome this adversity, that God can and will, if we let him reveal his love to us in such a way where we can believe again and get determined again and strive and persevere and overcome and survive and dream again in our life, just like God did for Joseph. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Jesus was always doing acts of love like this to help people fight back and survive and believe. He helped Peter believe and walk on water. He helped Thomas believe when he doubted. And in Mark chapter 9, we see this father who has a very sick child, a very sick son. He couldn't speak. The son couldn't. He was having seizures. The Bible says that he had a troubling spirit. And the father of the boy asked Jesus to heal his son. But he says, heal him if you can. Notice how Jesus responds in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. Yes, it is possible for you to survive this adversity in front of you. Yes, it's possible for you to survive this pain and this uncertainty and this depression and loneliness and confusion and this emotional pain in front of you. But you have to first believe that you can as you walk with Jesus. Notice how the father responds in Mark chapter nine, verse 24. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus helped him overcome. And I can't tell you how many times I've prayed that exact same thing. Jesus, I believe in you, but help me overcome my unbelief about this situation. Jesus, I do believe, but right now I don't see how I'm ever going to recover from this. I don't see how I'm ever going to bounce back from this. I don't see how I'm ever going to overcome this. I don't see how I can deal with this or start my life over again after this. I just don't see it. So help my unbelief because not only do I believe in you, but I believe in the life that you've called me to live and that you have for me to live. And so that all leads me to one main thought or idea today that I want you to hold on to during this Christmas season. And this is what it is. Remember this, if you're still with me, so I'm still with you. Sometimes God will reveal his love to us in the most personal ways to help us believe. Many of you right now are probably going through something that's just crushing you on the inside. What do you need to believe in today in order to survive what you're going through? What do you need to believe in? You definitely believe in Jesus, but do you believe in his forgiveness when life crushes you? Do you believe in his sustaining strength when life is crushing you? Do you believe in his grace? Do you believe in his mercy? Do you believe in his patience and his unconditional love when life is crushing you? And so Jesus comes along and he gives us these small revelations of his love to help us see and believe again. And it can be anything from a song that you hear on the radio to a message that you hear online or at church, from a text message from a friend or a phone call from someone who's close to you or some sort of anonymous encouragement or help or maybe a moving experience with the Spirit of God. In the New Testament narrative, Jesus would always say this to his followers, and notice this today. He would say, God gives us eyes to see 
and ears to hear. Sometimes when life is just crushing you, sometimes the first thing we need to do is start to believe in our heart and then to open up our eyes and our ears for those small revelations of love that Jesus is about to give us to help us make it through this battle. And when we do, we'll be filled with faith to believe again and again and again. And with that faith, you will begin to see clearly that what you thought was going to destroy you would just be a mountain that you're climbing right now and you will get over it and you will defeat it. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Jesus has to say about the power of belief, believing in the life that God has for you. John 14, one, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, Jesus said, trust also in me. John 6.29, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one whom he has sent. John 20.27, then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand in the wound of my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. John 20.31, but these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life through the power of his name. Romans 15, 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him, you believe in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. Paul says, I pray that your hearts be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those that he has called, his holy people who are rich and glorious in his inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for those of us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. What do you need to believe in today to overcome what you're going through? Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We love you all.